The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk every week right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts alongside, as always, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing uh, fairly to middling. You ever heard that before? <laughs> that's a new phrase. That's a new one for me. Uh, that's a new one. I learn something new every week on this show. That's a, that's nice, from you. That's a nice little southern phrase there for you. <laughs> Enjoy it how you will. <laughs> yeah, us damn Yankees up here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, so we are back today. Uh, Chris is out and me and Johnny are talking a little pro wrestling. We're going to keep it short and sweet for you all today. Uh, had a fun topic. We've been doing these different themes, topics every week for the show. And, you know, this one really, well, it, it, it came to me very brief, like briefly. I was like, well, what should we do? Uh, bam, let's just try this. I didn't even think anybody would take it seriously. But my mentality behind this theme, this episode, uh, the ultimate pinnacle for any professional wrestler, whether they're wrestling in front of 10 people at the local armory or whether they're wrestling in front of the WWE Universe. Or fearing for their lives in Saudi Arabia. Sweet Jesus. Um, I, don't, I can't even recover from that. Uh, but, but the main goal, um, it is really, everybody wants to be a champion. Everybody wants to win a championship and now we get it. Pro wrestling championships aren't, you know, they aren't one in the traditional fashion like boxing is or, or some of the other sports it is, we all, well, we all know it's scripted, but, um, a championship belt being placed on a wrestler from a promoter, from a promotion, is basically a sign that says, hey, you're doing great work. Uh, you make money for this company. People come and pay to see you. So yeah, we're, this we're is glad, your moment. We're glad that you represent us, in other, in other yeah. words. It's a big deal. It is. It's it's huge. It, and, you know, and, and championship belts like that kind of like devalued for me when I was in pro wrestling, as did my entire love for pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> kind of dropped off with, you know, with my involvement in it, but, um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's a really, co- it's a really cool honor and you, you can see it that, you, when these you guys, think that's because you got to see how the sausage was made, <laughs> you know, that's, that's definitely, no, that's definitely what it is. I, I yeah. definitely have to attest it. I just went to, uh, the SmackDown, SmackDown show, uh, last Friday. Uh, you, yeah, you and, went to the one that was actually good. So it was good. Yeah. It was good, but at the same time, I, I, I just, um, I mean, not to derail from our main topic, but you know, I sat down and watched. You know, I, I remembered my that childlike innocence. The first time I came, I went to a live show. Yeah, I went to a live show, and it was, you know, I remember. I was like, man, I was so excited. I believed everything. It was just, I was just happy, just happy to be there. I didn't care that the bad guys won. I didn't care that, you know. None of that. I was just in for a show and enjoyed it. And I sat there Saturday or Friday night um, 
watching, you know, this wrestling show and just being judgmental. And it was a good overall show, but it's just like, oh, they're calling spots there. And, like, I went, I was walking around the, the lobby area, and I watched somebody purchase, like, I'm watching people purchase shirts. I'm watching people walk around with their their title belts, their <laughs> They're Toys R Us title belts, yeah. Um, you know, and all, and I'm just like, geez, what a bunch of weenies. Uh, <laughs> and like, I, I shouldn't be like that because you know, I, I'm like that with football. Like, I eat up football, right? I yeah. buy football jerseys, football merchandise, talk football for a podcast. Um, and pro wrestling is that to some people. Uh, I watched a girl purchase a fifty dollar Roman Reigns fake ass bulletproof vest, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you know. Maybe 10-year-old me would have wanted that, but me now is like, where am I going to wear that at? Where am, go- am I going to wear a Roman Reigns fake bulletproof vest at? I would not wear that in public. Um, but that's 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 been my mentality. This is blowing my uh, mind that that was a thing to purchase. $50. dollars that it was that much. <laughs> and it wasn't even bulletproof. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's, I mean, that's kind of what I, that's been my feeling. Um, you know, I don't knock others, you know, for doing it. I, I just make observations. I think it's great that people love something, you know, love pro wrestling as much as they do. You know, I, I was watching just parents bring their, just their kids in legit busloads of kids uh, to these shows, sitting down and enjoying with them, just watching the magic in the kids' eyes. It's like, I feel that, you know, it, I, it's, it's cool to, to witness it, but, um, yeah, my overall love for pro wrestling is 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 long gone. Um, yeah, I still, you know. I, 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 I still have just being brutally honest. I still have bouts of love for it. Then it's quickly followed up by whatever WWE's done, <laughs> <laughs> and I have to find that love again. I still like as of right now, the only night I really even pay attention to is Wednesday nights. And that's because I get yeah. two shows I like NXT and and AEW. But uh, besides this last SmackDown that you were actually at, it's been a long time since. Uh, since I've really felt actual passion for you know wrestling, which makes me really sad because I do love the stuff. Yeah, I mean, I grew up on it. I have so many fond memories. Like, you know, my my dad who didn't love pro wrestling, he would take me to these wrestling shows, and and he would just be a part of it with us. He would support us. Um, you know, me and my little brother, he would just kind of play along with it. I I knew he didn't like it. Um. But he did. That was the best thing. You know, that was the magical thing about it. Yeah, my dad, uh, <clears throat> one of my dad's friends that he worked with, this is when I was really young, uh, His he would get p- the wrestling pay-per-views, and my dad would, every once in a while, it wasn't a lot, but it did happen a few times because I remember these times, we would actually get to, he would take us over there, and we'd get to watch this. So I'd get to see Hulk Hogan wrestle. And when I was, you know, a little kid, that was amazing. Yeah. And I still remember. And that was just on TV. That wasn't even actual at an actual event. <laughs> Right, and it's it's depressing, but um, you know, for us, we got to remember too that these pro wrestlers, you know, they are while they are going out to entertain us, these moments for them on television in a wrestling ring in front of a crowd are very real, uh, and that's why today's discussion topic is, uh, you know, most emotional championship wins, and it's not just the heavyweight titles; it could be a mid card title, it could be a tag team title. Um, but it's it's really cool to see when you can visibly see a person's emotion from watch you know from winning a championship. It's 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 never it's not often gimmicked. It's it's real emotion. 
Uh, you know, these people are at the pinnacle. They're the forefront. The champions make the most money, no matter what level. Um, and it is a huge nod. Uh, I've been a part of many independent pro, uh, pro wrestling title changes, and the atmosphere is unbelievable backstage. People clapping for you, like a big round of applause. Uh, I've seen a lot of title changes. I do commentary for Empire State Wrestling here in New York, and I have seen, you know, the 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 human side of all this. Right. You know, not the, the lights, the music, the theatrics. I've seen the human side of it all. And I've seen real tears. I, I've seen, you know, just people sitting in the corner just wanting to be by themselves. Um, at the independent level, which is great. I can't imagine what these guys feel like at the, you know, the, the big leagues. So <clears throat> that's what we're going to explore today. Me and Johnny have a couple picked out. We kind of wanted to discuss them, those those moments, and the importance of them. And, uh, and yeah, we will call it a day for Harley K. Finn. So um, oh, do you have anything you want to add to that? No, I was just going to say, I think the reason that uh, this topic really stood out in my mind is, is because I can, for whatever reason, and, I, and this may just be the character they're portraying on TV, but like to me, a championship win for, I'm just going to use him as an example because he's the first one that in my head, Brock Lesnar just doesn't mean garbage to him. <laughs> No, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it does. I could be wrong. No, he, Maybe he does appreciate it for all I know, but the way he comes off is, uh, you know, it's just, it's just like an accessory, you know, type of deal. Uh, but you know, then you'll fast forward or, or, or rewind and you'll see somebody, I don't want to give one of mine away yet, but you'll see somebody else win it. And you can just tell that like they had worked, you know, their tail off for that moment. And it yeah. was a, a real accomplishment. And those are the ones that I, that I absolutely love. Yeah, and those are the ones we're going to be talking about today. Um, so I will actually start this one off, um, if that's okay with you, Johnny. Yeah, we have not seen each other's list, so I'm very curious if we're going to have a couple overlap or not. True, um, and there's been many great moments, so hopefully that's not to be. Um, my first one in late 2000, I want to say 11 or 12, I can't remember exactly when, um, a guy by the name of Mr. Zack Ryder uh pretty much got over by himself organically without the help of the WWE machine and his popularity soared he had an online web sh- you know youtube show and so much more and his star couldn't have been any brighter uh still a beloved character to this day even though he's not shown prominently um but Zack Ryder defeating Dolph Ziggler for the United States Championship I I'm pretty sure it was late 20 20- 12. I want to say it's late 2012. Um, that was a cool moment to witness. I became a uh, Zack Ryder fan watching his YouTube shows, and I knew how passionate he was about this. You know, Zack Ryder had been floating around in obscurity after he did his, his Edgeheads thing with Kurt Hawkins, um, and that all kind of, you know, went away. And Zack Ryder was just kind of doing nothing, and he put out this campaign, essentially, uh, organically, not even intentionally, and he got himself over, started being featured more prominently, had an epic face turn, sweet entrance music, and, and all that, and it all culminated with this just beautiful moment, him cheering, you know, crying, his dad was in the crowd, uh, and he got to wrestle one of his best friends, because him and Ziggler are pretty close, but the, the, the way the storyline built up, and, and the emotion and everything, the crowd... I. Probably one of the cr- biggest crowd pops uh, for Zack Ryder ever. 
Uh, if you go rewatch that clip, it's just it's, a, it's such a cool moment. You can you can legit see how excited he was, how hard he made it to you know work to win that United States title. And unfortunately, you know, a couple months late later, the the well, not even a month, couple months. It was within a month. The raw ratings started to to decline uh, for whatever reason. I'm not sure why, but Zack Ryder was a casualty of that, unfortunately, and his. His championship reign came to an end. He got Eric Bischoffed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, you know, and that was it. Was a wrap for that. You know, he won the he won the U.S. title. Or was it U.S. Or Intercont- it was the Intercontinental title just a couple years ago at WrestleMania. Surprised everybody. And within a day, he lost it again. Yeah. Um, that that's the kind of tenure Zack Ryder's had, and that's why that moment sticks out so much for me because the raw, the raw emotion. Um, you know, on the following night, Ryder got to team up with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan against Alberto Del Rio, Dolph Ziggler, and uh, The Miz, I think. And he was part, just part of this mega line, you know, just mega show. And he was with these great guys, and 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 he finally looked like he belonged. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be my first one I wanted to acknowledge. Uh, just just complete and utter passion, man. I that's one thing I do like to see. Like I said, I'm over wrestling. I can't say it enough. Like pro wrestling doesn't entertain me anymore. But the human side of stuff, when you get to see real people accomplish stuff, um, that's what I'm drawn to. People that yeah. get stuff that deserve it. Yeah, uh, you can, Zach yeah, Ryder most yeah. certainly deserved it. Yeah, you can definitely tell that he he's very passionate about wrestling. So uh, that that was an incredible couple moments. I definitely remember the Intercontinental one because I think he won that in a ladder match, if I'm thinking right. But. Yes, yeah, it was a show opener, and nobody expected him to win. Right. But, uh, yeah, he pulled it off. Yeah, so that's a nice one to start. Uh, I'll start with one of my favorite wrestlers, too. This was in, uh, I don't remember the year, but it was like the 2010s, somewhere around in there. Uh, I'm a giant, giant. I've made no secret about this, Miz Mark. So when he cashes in his uh, money in the bank and he pins – uh, you know, Randy Orton and wins that title. And then you get to see the little Miz girl, you know, the very famous picture of that girl just scowling. But then you just juxtapose that with him. And he, and if you catch him on a couple of these, you can go back and watch this. He has actual tears coming from his eyes. Yeah. Cause you could tell this meant everything to him. And I was standing up. I remember this moment very well. Cause I, his music hit, I stood up. And in my back of my head, I was like, I hope he's not the, cause he would have been the first one to lose if he had lost it. <laughs> and I just knew it was going to happen because he was a wrestler. I liked and every wrestler I like never. So it seems like they never get to cross that mountain or whatever you want to say. And when he pins him after giving him his finisher and he actually gets given the belt, I, I honestly had tears in my eyes too. And like, you could tell he was on the verge of just losing it. Like just, he was very emotional and you can tell that it meant everything to him. Uh, it, to me, it was probably the most emotional I'd ever seen a wrestler who's supposed to be a heel, uh, you know, get because he, he just couldn't hold it back. I mean, it was just all natural, just coming out of his, you know, just coming up to his face. He couldn't, he could just be a heel and act like he was supposed to have it type of deal. Yeah, uh, it's, he did, you know, just he did a great job of selling it. Um, if he was acting, but I, I, I fully believe it, man. That was a really cool moment. That. I think that was the end of 2010. Yeah, it's somewhere around in there. I know for sure. Yeah, 2009 or 2010, one of those years, and it was yeah, that was a great one. Um, yeah, Miz deserves it too, because he did have this perception, uh, and Kevin Nash even shit on it the following night that it, you know, about Miz winning. But 
Um, you know, he had this per- perception that he was just just some reality TV guy who walked in and got it. You know, got a job wrestling. You're trying to tell me that Kevin Nash had an opinion about something that was negative. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound I right. I know. It, it, it's. I'm just like, damn, dude. Just let the guy have a moment. Um, yes. Let the dude have a moment. You know, it's almost he, as if Kevin Ash was trying to get himself over or something. I, yeah. You know. Yeah, I've never seen that before. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Is that all you got for that one? Yeah. Okay. My next one is going to be from New Year's Revolution 2006. John Cena wins the Elimination Chamber, and he's not quite done yet because Edge cashes in his money in the bank and uh, goes on and spears John Cena not once but twice to win the WWE Championship. Um, that was passionate. It's another another deal. Edge was a super heel at that time. The ultimate opportunist, him and Lita were together. Um, Edge was a douchebag oh, oh yeah uh, he did a great job of being hated but i like him he, now but i remember back then i i was definitely a matt hardy guy and, yeah and uh like i and i knew because i would read the you know the cm punks and i was like i knew the backstory and all that stuff and i was like man that edge is just a piece of garbage <laughs> that's the way i feel i love him now but back then i did not no i i hated seeing edge on tv um but as a as a invested fan I was like, man, I love to hate that guy. Yeah, um, and that's what it was. But I just, I just rewatched the clip just a moment ago, and yeah, Edge, real tears. Uh, the referee could not get the championship belt in fast enough for him. Um, the referee actually held the belt and then, while well, sticking his head out of the apron and dropped the belt on the ground. So he had to go outside the ring, and Edge was like, "Come on, come on!" He just wanted that moment, uh, crying, you know, on the ground, just crying. Um, and in storyline, you know, storyline wise, scummy way to win the championship, right? Yeah. Cash and money in the bank after an elimination chamber match. Terrible way. But for Edge, for that moment, who would go on to win that belt um, in much more better circumstances, you know, other moments. But him winning that first one, uh, you could tell how much it meant to him. He was a small, you know, he's always billed as a small guy. Uh, he had some championship opportunities against Brock Lesnar in 2002. You know, and, and that was that. He was always a tag team guy, light guy, never be more than the intercontinental title kind of guy. And for him to go out there and do that uh, was, you know, it was cool. I was happy for him. I, I really was. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my number two. Right, my number two is uh, my all-time favorite wrestler, Mr. Mankind, uh, Mick Foley. When he wins his first WWE title, and this was also on Raw, so I picked two ones winning on Raw. Um, this was in uh, 1999, and this is historic for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, because it was you know his first championship win. He was very emotional about it. He dedicated it to his you know to his family, and he kind of if you watch it, he kind of runs around, and then also like uh, um, I believe it's uh, oh gosh, who is it? DX actually comes out and celebrates with him. And actually puts him on his on their shoulders, and, and just kind of parade him around as he's you know holding this up, and then you get a shot of uh, Vince McMahon going, "Not him, anybody but him." That type of deal. <laughs> um, and the whole thing just worked for me. Uh, I I love that moment. I mean, it, he doesn't hold the title for very long, but I'm just so happy that he even had it at all because he deserved it more than anybody. I felt. And what's even more historic about this 
was this was also back when Raw was not live. So this was that famous time of when uh, WCW, who, who were live, would spoil results of Raw. And this is when they said, hey, Mankind's going to win their championship belt. That'll put butts in the seats. That was a direct quote from poor Mr. Tony Schiavone, who I do love. Uh, but uh, And he was made to say that, so please uh, leave him alone about it. Uh, <laughs> but he said that, and as soon as he said that, uh, according to history, over 600,000 fans immediately turned to Channel 2 Raw to watch that happen. Uh, and this was kind of starting to be the downfall of WCW winning the ratings after that. So it sort of kind of started that. Uh, so very historic, uh, but also incredibly emotional. You can, I mean, man, you know, Mick Foley has never been one to kind of hide behind his emotions, whether it be anger or, 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 or tears or, or whatever it may be. He really uses those to fuel him, fuel himself. So, uh, this was not only emotional for him, but as a giant mankind fan, I was quite emotional about it as well. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment, man. I, I still watch that. Yeah, you can just tell uh, another guy who nobody expected to be, you know, more than just a goofy gimmick. You know what yeah. I mean? Ma- Mankind was as gimmicked as Goldust or The Undertaker or Kane, and he went through a lot of stuff. He's not a very athletic guy um, by any means. You know what I mean? He's not going to have these technical masterpiece matches, uh, you know, just – kind of got famous through his, some of his death matches in Japan, ECW, uh, amongst other places. But, but yeah. He, yeah, which he is really made... weird because if you know the history of Mankind, of Mick Foley, the, he actually started out as a, a, a wrestler in high school. Yeah. So he has that background knowledge of all that, but he definitely became well more known for the hardcore stuff for sure. Yeah. Great. Just great showman too. Great showman. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites on the mic ever. Oh my God, it's so good. He, even though it's cheap, he, you know, every every time he'd say something, he complimented. He'd be like, "Oh, right here in whatever town they were in," yeah. and, <laughs> and and it worked. And he knew it, and the fans knew it, but they still ate it up every time. Yeah, there. Uh, you remember when he was going to have that match? I think it was against Edge, uh, and uh, he he did the whole promo where he was just sitting down in the middle of the ring on a chair. And it, there's so many promos of his that I can on the Kane Dewey promo for crying out loud. I mean, just his promos alone, this guy is a Hall of Famer for sure. But, uh, yeah, so I had to, I had to have Mick Foley on there because uh, that's my heart and soul right there. That's a great one. I love that. Um, all right, my number three. My number three, I'm going to pick. Uh, this is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He's in my top five. And for years, he was kind of in obscurity for in WWE. Kind of in obscurity. Uh, you know, won some IC titles, some cool storylines, then was really misused. Uh, but then he jumped over to TNA. And this man, Christian, uh, known in TNA as Christian Cage. Oh, my he... gosh. All right, keep going. Sorry. No, is this one of your choices? Uh, he was one of the honorable mentions. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm a huge Christian mark. I, I, I am, Captain too. The... Uh, out of Edge and Christian, he was my favorite. And when he became, yes. I was definitely a peep. Yes. Oh, dude, I bought the Captain Christmas shirt, and I, lo- I wore the crap out of that thing. Yeah. Um, I loved it. But, yeah, he jumps over to TNA and gets put in some, like, big-time storylines. He's, like, used as a face. He's put front and center, main event picture, um, even though TNA did that a lot with the WWE crossover guys. But there was something different about Christian. Um, and they, this is probably one of the smartest booked things that TNA did um, was that they knew that fans loved Christian. Uh they thought he was great. 
They knew that WWE didn't book him well his last two years in the company. Never got title matches, big storylines. Um, you know, my one of my favorite times I actually got to see him wrestle Booker T live at the Great American Bash. Yeah, and the crowd was cheering for Christian, and he was the heel. And I loved it. I was like, man, I just I could not get enough of Christian. Like if I seen his action figure, I go buy it. Um, he was that dude. Uh, but then he goes over to TNA, and yeah, like I said, putting some major storylines. Uh, wrestles Mont, uh, was it Monty Brown? Was he Marcus Corvan or Mar- I think he was Monty Brown in TNA. It was Marcus Corvan in, in WWE. Um, so he beats him, and he goes on to face Jeff Jarrett, who was essentially the Triple H of TNA at this point. He's just got the title all the time, which is just weird saying that out loud. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Jeff Jarrett, he's he's got firm control of the, the title. He's beaten, you know, he's beaten the likes of Rhino, who's a megastar in TNA at this point. Um, you know, beaten Sting, Jeff Hardy, like that whole just era. Uh Jeff Jarrett was on top, and then he ends up putting over Christian in a just an awesome match. This was the only time that I watched TNA every week. When Christian jumped over, that was the, I. That was the only time I gave I gave TNA a chance. I probably watched for about a year and a half before they started booking him stupid. But um, yeah, he won the belt. It was just a beautiful moment. And I mean, not just the not just the TNA champion, but the NWA heavyweight title. Same belt that was worn by the likes of Harley Race and Ric Flair. Although it may have been uh, seemingly devalued at that time, it still has a great lineage. But Christian was just as worthy, and you know he uses this famous uh, unprettier. You know, which is such a cool move. Yeah, I love that move. It's so creative. He used it, he won it, and everybody kind of comes out and cheers. And I actually think, you know, because this actually happened before Edge's championship win, I actually think that WWE put the title on Edge to try and make fans forget that TNA put the belt on Christian. Uh, This was a widely discussed thing back then, too. I remember in the dirt sheets. But, um, you know, Christian, who nobody really ever... Viewed at least in WWE's end as a as a potential heavyweight champion, um, you know to go to go to TNA, and we get it. TNA is what it is, but he goes over there and he becomes a major player and he becomes very very interesting. Great promo work. He's wrestling some of the you know the just the best at that time and doing it very well. And the emotion, yeah. you could tell the emotion. He was you know that big goofy smile that Christian has with tears in his eyes. Uh, a dude who worked so hard for it. You know, he started at the same time as Edge. Uh, they trained together. They were legit best friends growing up. And yeah, they're still close today. So they are. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, and then he, he hit that pinnacle. So that's, that's going to be my uh, third emotional championship win nod. That's a very good one. And I would also add for his, uh, he, he would actually go on to win the World Heavyweight Championship in WWE as well. Yes. Uh, oh, dude, I finally, was pissed about that. I was so happy when that happened. I was happy, but pissed in the end result. Because um, he lost it like two days after. Yeah. Um, that's, what, Yorton. that's what happens when we like somebody, though. At least they get they yeah. let them have it for one or two days. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happened with Mick Foley, remember? So, uh, yeah. But, but also, quickly, one of my all-time favorite interest musics is that one where Christian goes on his own and that opera is singing. It starts out, Christian, Christian! and now you're on your own. Or something like that. It's yeah. All right, so good. Yeah, he was on my list for sure. So 
We did have one overlap at least. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw in another one too. Uh, this was a guy who uh, I actually liked him better as a heel when he was teaming up with Kane. I was really enjoying that team. Uh, but then he just started getting over and getting over and to the point where uh, like he was kind of approaching rock and stone cold levels at one point uh, with his yes movement, uh, you know, to the point where it was very obvious. They were kind of like, this guy is small. He, uh, he doesn't look like the type of person we want to have the championship with. He had a humongous beard growing at the time, uh, but Daniel Bryan eventually does win the WWE world championship for real. I don't count that time when he lost in less than a minute, you know, uh, that, yeah. that doesn't count. Cause I, I refuse to believe that that happened. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> But like he wins this, and to me, the reason that he went at WrestleMania 30, I think it is, and the reason that this one really stands out to me as emotional is not only was it emotional for him because you could tell he had been through a lot of stuff, but it was almost as if he was one of the latest characters I think that felt like you were on this journey with him, uh, you know, like the, the the fans were, like you were a part of this for sure. And when he won, it was like we won, you know, it was something we all went through this. At least that's how I felt, but I'm very corny at times. Uh, and, and so when he's sitting there celebrating winning this, this championship at WrestleMania, which is a humongous deal. Uh, I mean, this is the, the biggest show for WWE. This is their Super Bowl. So for him to win it at WrestleMania, of all things, uh, I just remember being like, like I was like, I was so, so happy. Because the other two people was in a match with, I I was like, I can't have them winning this I can't have the win in this. It's got to be Daniel Bryan. It's got to be Daniel Bryan. I just knew I'd be wrong because I'm almost always wrong with who I want to win. But finally, uh, I got one right, and Daniel Bryan becomes world champion. And uh, uh, years later, I, that's actually when I started becoming a fan of his. I re- he really got over with me, and I pull for this guy all the time. He just had a fantastic match on SmackDown that you got to see. Yeah. I uh, loved that match uh, with Adam Cole, baby. So, uh Man, what a what a great wrestler! So we overlapped again. Okay, that's not a bad that's not a bad thing. Uh, I fully agree with you on the Daniel Bryan t- heavyweight title run, uh, especially the way he was he chased it. Yeah, and it was not just a, an easy chase; it was a long chase. That's why it meant start- more. Yeah, yeah. Um, started with SummerSlam. He kept getting screwed over and screwed over and screwed over, and it wasn't even supposed to happen uh, originally. Honestly, CM Punk leaving helped make that happen, and. You know, I think the way that he earned it is also just as cool because he ended up beating Triple H, which is the on WrestleMania was the opening match, which is, I think is the ultimate sign of respect from Triple H. If he's going to put you over at WrestleMania, he knows you're good. Yeah, and that was because that was a time that was a great put, match. That was a time where he didn't really put anybody over. He buried everybody, <laughs> yes. especially on WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. I'm surprised he didn't break Taker's streak. But um, you know, Brian wins that one. Amazing match, and he goes and has this like thirty minute, thirty five minute, uh, maybe even longer, just bout with Triple H and Batista, or excuse me, uh, Randy Orton and Batista, and that's dude, that's an excellent pick. That was excellent choice. I'm glad you said it too. Um, it just it makes it that much special. And yeah, I do, I still do root for Daniel Bryan to this day because of that storyline and how well it was done. Yeah, it, it just one of the better storylines in recent memory. I feel. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right. My last one uh, just happened last year. Last year at the. Uh, oh, it was. I forgot the name of the show. 
it was I think it was it was it all in. It's it's uh like the Cody Rhodes. Well, I'll just say it. Cody Rhodes winning the NWA title um, against Nick Aldis. Oh man, yeah, yeah. That, I had to include that one. Um, you know, Cody. This is just AEW has already pretty much been. It's a concept. It's a well-known idea at this point, but they're doing this. You know, this big show, uh, just one night only wrestling, and you know him, the Young Bucks, and all of them are all a part of it. And make it really something special. It's affiliated with the NWA. And, you know, DDP's there and Arnie Anderson and, you know, just all these le- absolute NWA legends. And Cody goes out there and has one of the greatest matches I've ever, I, you know, I've seen uh, in person. Well, not in person, but uh, on TV. It was just a very emotional, driven one. And then he stands up crying. You know, Cody's great at that uh, in a good way. You know, and, and everybody knew. Everybody knew. It was for Dusty. It was for Dusty. Cody Rhodes, you know, he just cut this amazing promo on AEW uh, television this past week. Uh, depending on oh, when you listen to this yes. or when this when this when this show goes up, um, but but it was amazing, and it, it was he was one hundred percent accurate in it, just one hundred percent accurate in it. And it's you know, a case that WWE didn't value him, another guy that WWE didn't value. They had him dressing up in clown paint and a knockoff gold dust called Stardust. Then he he leaves. Everyone's like, oh. Oh, why would he do that? And then he goes on and, and, and he just trailblazes this amazing career. Um, and that was a very, you know, just a great moment for that show. Um, you know, I paid 35 bucks for it. And honestly, I don't, I still don't regret it to this day. Uh, just a great show. And yeah, Cody Rhodes winning the NWA heavyweight title. Uh, just beautiful moment. And it was just a sign of things to come for, you know, what he's doing now with AEW. Yeah. Um, again, I'm going to, uh, agree with you. I'm a big Cody fan, so I like that you picked this one. And uh, honestly, seriously, you're not kidding. That promo he cut this past week on uh, th- on uh, I about said Thunder. Good gosh, on uh, <laughs> Dynamite is uh, must see. From if you love wrestling and you like promos, uh, you got to see this. It's so good. Uh, I, I I guess I'll end with this is a kind of a major one, uh, and it's Shawn Michaels winning the title at you know, at WrestleMania, uh, just for the fact of there's this, you know, it's a really iconic celebration and where he's, you know, where he's kind of like on his knees and he's holding this championship belt. Uh, I, that's probably the first time I remember. And I wasn't even a big HBK fan at the time. Uh, cause this is, you know, I was, he was wrestling, uh, who was it? Oh gosh. Wasn't it the Hitman? I think he was wrestling Bret Hart. I yes. Believe, yes. I believe it was. And, uh, <clears throat> And I wasn't even a Bret Hart fan. I was always an Owen Hart guy, but uh, I knew Bret Hart was very good. So uh, I was like, I, you know, I, I, I came into that match not really even caring who won, and I just knew it'd be a good match because both guys were talented. And just you actually saw emotion on on his face, and that was the first time that I ever was like, oh, this this means something to him, because <laughs> he always came off very cocky, or he always came off like. Uh, like, you know, he kind of deserved everything he was getting type of deal. I'll tell you, he seemed smug to me. And this was the first time he kind of, in my eyes, felt more human because of his reactions actually winning this belt. So uh, I think it's a very famous win. It's an iconic win. So I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels here only because you took the Christian away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. No, that, the HBK one's good. You know, that's a great one. Um, 
with without a doubt. Uh, yeah, always looked like a douchebag, but but very very human. Um, undoubtedly so. Uh, yeah, great choice, great choice. You got any more? No, I think I'm. That's it for myself. Yeah, I'm all out too. Uh, I like the. I really like the two we agreed on. So do I. So do I. It just goes to show you that great minds think alike. Uh, and emotion, you know, we did have some some you know obscure ones in there without a doubt. Uh, yeah. We had some pretty memorable ones, and there's been so many you know so many moments like that in in wrestling history. Um, you know, they love him or hate him for what he did outside the ring, how his life ended. But, um, I mean, the Chris Benoit won at WrestleMania 20 when Eddie Guerrero came out. That was emotional. That was another, um, you know, storyline where, well, Benoit wasn't used properly. And, this, you know, he had won the heavyweight title in WCW, uh, like, briefly, briefly. But he's like, I don't care about it. Uh, and then, what you know, won it in a real fashion, a real storyline where he you know, he legit worked for it and beat two of the best in the company, um, you know, and Shawn Michaels and Triple H. So, I mean, there's, there's so many more emotional moments. There's some, there's just, yeah, some things just connect with people differently than others. And, you know, obviously the ones that myself and Johnny chose, you may not agree with. You may not have a special connection for it. Um, or you may not have really noticed the emotion. And that's okay. Um, you know, everybody has different tastes. If... You know, if you do, I know we don't have a Facebook page, but if you want to rate us on iTunes or Spotify or however that works and, and drop a comment really about it, um, we want to hear. We want to hear what you're like, what you see. Yeah, or give us suggestions of one of title shots to or title wins to go back and watch ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I'm all I'm all tuckered out for this episode, Johnny. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm tapping out already. All right. Um, so that does it this week, everybody, for Harley Kayfabe. Um, yeah, we just wanted to do something simple, sweet, short, and, uh, and emotional driven. But, uh, yeah, that does it for us. Count us out. Oh!